There's the stretch by Robinson. The 3 0 pitch. Swing it on, drive! There it is! Number 500! The career 500 home run for Michael Jack Smith! And the Phillies have regained the lead in Pittsburgh, 8 6. And the Phillies dug out to pour the out to home plate. Phillies Talk Podcast is now listener supported. Just go to our Patreon page at Patreon, P A T R E O N dot com forward slash Phillies, and you can sponsor this podcast. Welcome to Phillies Talk, the independent podcast from FightingPhillies.com, featuring news and views about Phillies baseball. Hi, this is Gary Matthews. You're listening to the Fighting Fields Phillies Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Phillies Talk. It's the Phillies Talk Podcast for 2018, and we're only one day away from the start of the Philadelphia Phillies 2018 season. I'm joined by Matt Vizi. How you doing, Matt? Awesome, Rich. How are you? Great, great. And Hopefully you're tuning in on our YouTube channel here for Phillies Talk Podcast. Um, I'm at the Depache Sports Museum in Collingswood, New Jersey, and chances are a lot of our listeners may have not heard of this excellent sports museum. It's got, it's arguably one of the best collections in the country, let alone for the Philadelphia sports fan. And I'm going to take our our viewers on a little brief tour here. Um, I, I gave Matt a brief tour and he was pointing out some of the things. Uh, there's Chooch's um, jersey and his uh, catcher's uh, protector here. And actually his full catcher's equipment from the 2008 Phillies World Series. Uh, this is an awesome collection here that's uh, unparalleled especially for the philadelphia sports fan and even um sports fans in general there's there's something here for every sports fan i gotta tell you that there's uh, some hockey memorabilia here uh walking along here you've got just about every desirable jersey that you'd want to see here billy wagner papelbon tomei uh, Jim Cott, Carlton, like a treasure trove for Phillies fans, Matt. Beautiful stuff there. And as you can see, uh, a lot of uh, memorabilia here from the 1950 team as well. Um, just here's Mike Schmidt's locker from Veteran Stadium. And uh, you can't see this at the Baseball Hall of Fame. You have to come here to Collingswood to see this stuff. So, um, And you want to get out here quick. If you're watching the podcast or listening to it, uh, this sports museum has been here for a while, but uh, they're going to be incorporating themselves into a, a super museum right next to the link, uh, Love probably that jacket. within a year, year and a half, hopefully. Love and, that jacket. Uh, Got to get me one of those jackets. Some more of the collection here uh, with one day to the 2018 Phillies season. There's the 1980 Phillies World Champions flag. 
a lot of different um, uniforms. Vukovic up there, the uh, St. Patty's Day green. Nino Espinosa. <laughs> Nino yeah. Espinosa up there. Yes, indeed. Nino Espinosa, Manny Trio. And they cut him out. Mike cut him Lee. out of the 1980 oh, postseason. How about a Richie Allen for you there, number 15? Are, are we still saying Richie? Is it Richie? Is it Dick? Is it Dick Allen? Is it Richie Allen? What are we saying these days? Well, whatever you want to say, actually. <laughs> uh, I'm here with uh, the museum uh, curator here, assistant curator, <laughs> Elliot Tesler. How you doing, Elliot? Oh, fine, fine. So glad to have you here today. Um, it's wonderful to be here. You were pointing out some of the finer points of the collection of the Phillies here. Uh, how about this... Uh, Connie Mack sign. Can you tell us a little bit about yeah, that? Yeah, that uh, wrapped around uh, Connie Mack Stadium. I assume underneath that was a Shy Park sign. And when they renamed it Connie Mack Stadium, they uh, fabricated this, uh, this aluminum sign. Uh, the Phillies shared Shy Park with the A's for quite a while. When the A's moved out of town in 1954, they renamed it Connie Mack Stadium, and that's where the Phillies played until they moved to uh, Veterans Stadium, Stadium in, in 1971, 19 I think. Yes, 1971, what, a, what an opening that was. Um, and uh, every, every place that the Phillies have played, they've made special memories uh, uh, that's a, a repro. repro we do have uh, an original as i mentioned before the ed delahanty uh, jersey from 1903 that's probably our earliest philly uh memorabilia um we do have some baseball stuff older than that, but it's uh, Philadelphia A's. All right, you spoke of the A's. We're going to walk through this room here, uh, of course, the babe there. And uh, here's a here's an interesting picture for you, Matt. Uh, you recognize these guys, Pete Rose, and you got Mike Schmidt and Steve Carlton, along with the doctor and his wife, Doctor Depachi and his wife. Oh, so beautiful, awesome wow. photo there. And uh, the doctor's been a sports fan for many years. Uh, started out as a Yankees New York fan, as he's from up in that area. But uh, there's another picture with Jeter and a couple of the Yankees, Mariano Rivera there. Let's go into the... Rich's uh, video and audio freezing up here as he moves around a little, but we'll get him settled down. One more day till opening day, Phillies 2018 season. Phillies will be in Atlanta visiting the Atlanta Braves. There's just a bit of information here. Here's one of the original turn style from the old stadium, uh, Connie Mack Stadium here. Uh, just amazing, amazing collection here. It's a treasure trove. 
Yep, you got a couple uh, MLB All-Star jerseys here from 2012 with uh, Cole Hamels and Carlos Ruiz here. So it's a very interesting uh, place, especially for the uh, Philly sports fan. But Matt, we're here uh, for several reasons. We're going to talk about Philly's 2018 season. So why don't you kick off a little bit of talk about that and what are we going to see tomorrow from the Phillies down in Atlanta? Well, Rich, we got an uh, opening day, of course. So it's uh, the Braves' home opener. It's supposed to be a 4:10 scheduled start time, our time. So uh, really looking forward to this first game. Uh, Phillies are going to have Aaron Nola on the mound. So it's a uh, big season for him, a big season for this whole team, because I think we're we're finally past this, what I've been calling placeholder player stage. Uh, we've turned the page already on a number of these guys, Tommy Joseph, Freddie Galvis, now Cameron Rupp. Um, of course, over the last couple of years, we saw Dom Brown, Cody Ashey uh, take their place uh, on the sideline. So this is, these guys were all to me just kind of we were the players we were seeing while we were treading water almost during this rebuilding phase. And the team is clearly ready now to start moving forward. Uh, we're going to start seeing players like JP Crawford at shortstop. We're going to start seeing Scott Kingery get mixed in more and more. Eventually, uh, hopefully he'll be the everyday second baseman, but we're going to start seeing him regularly in the lineup. A couple of really exciting players there. So uh, Jorge Alfaro getting his first real full-time, full-season exposure behind the plate. Uh, even like the backup catcher, Andrew Knapp. So there's a lot there as far as the lineup goes that's going to be interesting for uh, fans to watch this season. But not just for this season now. We can start projecting these guys as the Phillies of the future. And it's almost to me like we're seeing with the Sixers. We're seeing a lot of winning now. They're going to make the playoffs. Uh, there's a lot of excitement around the 76ers, and rightfully so. The Phillies are going to start to feel that same way, I believe, as this summer moves along. And we, we really get to know these players a little bit better. That sounds awesome. Of course, uh, new Phillies manager Gabe Kapler is uh, set to take over the reins for the Phillies. And I had a, an article that I wrote this morning on fightinphillies.com uh, about that. And, you know, Matt, I, I don't know if you read this or heard it in the press lately, but um, it seems like Kapler wants to platoon a lot of Phillies players this year. He's he's almost making it sound like, you know, he's going to give everybody a shot to play and at different positions. Does that make you a little bit worried moving forward here as we're almost about to start? Uh, not necessarily. You know, you have a new manager. And he's still, even though he's been around for a couple of months now, um, he's gotten a chance to know the players. He had his first full, full spring training, but he's really just getting his feet wet, both as a manager and in getting to know his own players. So uh, he wants to see what these guys can do, and he wants to give guys a chance. Uh, I've been a boss in my life, and I know coming into a place, uh, I always wanted to give people, I didn't care what you're, you know, problems you might have with the previous boss or problems you might have reputation you might have developed when I came in you had a clean slate you want, a, you want a new chance you want a chance to show do you have more or you can do something more here's your chance show me forget what forget whatever happened that might have been negative in the past and I think that's what Kapler's doing he's saying hey listen 
you know, come in, work hard, uh, keep your nose clean, play hard, be bold. Uh, you do those things and, you know, you're going to get a chance to play uh, as long as you're producing for us. So uh, I don't have, I don't mind him juggling some guys around. I really don't think it's going to be as widespread as you saw in spring training. You're going to see Santana at first, Caesar at second, JP at short, Michael at third. You're going to see Hoskins, O'Double, Nick Williams across the outfield with Aaron Altair getting most of the fourth, you know, outfielder work. Uh, you're going to see Alfaro and Knapp behind the plate, and he'll work Kingery in all over the place. Um, so I think that that's pretty much what you're going to see as the year goes along. And I think you're going to see a lot of real major juggling. Very good. So hopefully that will be the case. Uh, Aaron Nola starting off uh, his first game as uh, Philly's opening day pitcher tomorrow down in Atlanta, kicking off at 410, as you said. And, you know, a lot of people will be at work around that time. You think that's uh, necessarily the best time to start a, a game for opening day? Well, you know what? Part of that's MLB. You know, they're they're staggering all the starts across the league. So for television purposes, for fans following the, the entire day, there are going to be games starting at 1240, which I believe is the Cubs game. And then you'll be seeing games all day long through the afternoon, evening, even into the late night for the West Coast game. So you're, you're going to be able, if you're in the East, you're going to be able to start watching baseball at 1240 in the afternoon and still be watching it more than 12 hours later, I would imagine. Yes, indeed. Well, the Phillies um, let go a couple of uh, longtime Phillies uh, that we've been accustomed to seeing. Uh, Rupp is gone. Um, I kind of thought he might be good for a, uh, a deep ball threat coming off the bench, but uh, the Phillies didn't have any room for him. I mean, these days you pretty much carry two catchers. And it, to me, anyway, I, I think they did, did the right thing. It was pretty clear that the two best catchers on this team are Jorge Alfaro and Andrew Knapp. They're both younger than Rupp. They're both more talented than Rupp. And it was time to let these guys play. Uh, Alfaro was a big piece of that Cole Hamels trade a couple of years ago. Uh, he's got real legitimate power, more power even than Rupp had. And he's got to get a chance to play. He's got a cannon from behind the plate. He has uh, a few deficiencies. He just strikes out a lot. But he's uh, he's the future behind the plate for the Phillies. <clears throat> Knapp, uh, as far as I'm concerned, the, if they lost Alfaro, Knapp can handle the everyday job. Um, he's a he's an excellent defensive catcher. He's a, a the leader type. He's the, just the kind of guy you like having uh, traditionally as your backup catcher. And again, he's still a young guy, too. So uh, these are the two guys that needed to play. Rupp was just a placeholder, as far as I'm concerned. No loss there. And uh, frankly, I'm glad they did what they did. I, I'm all for their move behind the plate there. Yes, indeed. Well, the Phillies made some moves with the pitching staff. Of course, they had to whittle that starting five rotation down. Um, we lost uh, Zach in that. Uh, the Phillies sent him down, uh, but he'll be there if, if somebody falters on this rotation. Velasquez made it, Pavetta uh, joining Nola, 
and also, of course, Arietta. So I, I think the Phillies uh, did a great job with, uh, you know, whittling down that lineup to the best starting five that the Phillies can put out there. And uh, you know, you're going to win a lot of games with starting pitching. So hopefully this year uh, the pitching holds up for them and the Phillies can get some offense because that was their biggest problem last year with the offense. You know, and if you judge by what we saw in spring training, for the most part, uh, the offense might still struggle. Uh, you do have a lot of young players in the lineup. I think that it's a more talented team. But uh, as these guys learn the league and as the league adjusts to them, they have to adjust back. There's going to be some growing pains. But I think what you're going to see is it unless something unexpected to me happens, I think you're going to see a little bit of a disjointed up and down roller coaster type offensive season. I think at times these guys will be going really well. Uh, they'll be clicking together. You'll we'll get a chance, almost like a glimpse of what they're going to be over the next couple of years. And then there are going to be other times where there's just so much youth that they're just going to struggle um, maybe at times altogether. So I think you're going to see a bit of a roller coaster offensively. Uh, I just hope that at the end, when it's all said and done, that by towards the end of the season, we're starting to see the entire group as a whole that Crawford, you know, Hoskins, uh, Kingery, Nick Williams, Franco, even Alfaro grouping, gaining more consistency to, as we move along in the season. Wouldn't surprise me if they struggle a bit scoring some runs early, but uh, I do see them growing. And that, that's what we really want to see by the end, that where this team is headed to the future. That's for sure. And uh, one part of the future and the and biggest part of the Phillies starting rotation is going to be Jake Arrieta. And the, the Phillies media is notoriously not tough on the Phillies, but there was an article that just came out uh, yesterday, I believe, in reference to Jake Arietta's somewhat struggle uh, during spring. And I guess that's to be expected. I mean, the Phillies just picked him up uh, after the spring training. Grapefruit League has started. Uh, they can't expect him to be at top level yet. But uh, what did you think of Arietta's first few starts with the Phillies uh, on the Grapefruit League? Yeah, you can. He, he came in saying that he was he'd been throwing on the side. He'd been pitching bullpens with whatever arrangement that uh, he and his agent had. And that, that's all well and good, but you still have to get out there. You still have to face live hitters. You still have to make your adjustments uh, when you see what is and what isn't working on when you're actually on the mound. So uh, it doesn't surprise me that a guy's struggling. All pitchers are quote working on things during spring training. So I'm not a, I'm not a, a bit worried about Jake Arrieta. As long as he's healthy, we've seen what Jake Arrieta is for the last three or four years. He's a <clears throat> Cy Young contender. He's a, a top 10 starting pitcher in his league. So he's a legitimate ace as far as I'm concerned. So I'm happy to have him. And I think he's going to have a, a, an excellent year for the Phillies. Uh, he's going to be a, be a little bit slow starting because he still isn't up to that 100% game speed yet. So they'll give him uh, a little bit more work, but uh, he's the least of my worries. Uh, Nola and Arietta at the top of the rotation, I think, are an excellent one-two punch. And I I've always been a Ben Lively fan, so I think Ben Lively is going to continue 
to give the team consistent efforts anytime they put him out on the mound. He's not going to overpower anybody. All he's going to do is keep them in the game the vast majority of times that he pitches, which is perfect for my for my concerns. Uh, the guys I'm going to be looking at closely are Vince Velasquez and Pavetta is getting the opportunity at least to start uh, the season. So Vince Velasquez is big, uh, especially if they want to there's there's some talk about them maybe being a dark horse wild card team. I think that they have a legitimate chance to finish as high as second place. Uh, the Braves have some young talent. Uh, I'm already conceding the division to the Nationals, but the Mets are are very disjointed and dysfunctional. Um, the Marlins have a ton of problems right now, and they're they're certainly in a even though Jeter doesn't like to use the word, they're certainly in a rebuilding stage. So the Second place, I think, is right there for the Phillies if they can maximize their talent. And if that pitchers like Vince Velasquez can step up, pitch to his talent level, and start giving the Phillies innings, five, six inning starts, that's going to be huge. Yeah, that'll be a, a huge thing if they can get out to a good start, uh, get out to a positive uh, few wins right off the, the, the bat here. I would hate for them to to start out on a losing streak and get used to losing uh, early. Um, we've seen that in the past couple of years. The Phillies would start off a little bit good first couple games, and they'd slide into that six or seven game losing streak. So I think it's it's very important for them to get off on a good foot. Um, the Phillies making some news in the last couple of days, signing Scott Kingery to a kind of a mega deal, uh, age 23, hasn't played a game yet in the major leagues. Uh, it's going to make his debut this year, obviously, with the signing. What do you think of that signing? I love Scott Kingery. So uh, I think he's going to be a big pickup for them. Uh, I'm on record as already saying trade Caesar and put Kingery at second base and let Kingery and JP be your double play combination for the next eight years. But uh, they're not going to do that, obviously, to start. They have Hernandez. Uh, Caesar is an asset. They've shopped him around. Supposedly, they haven't been able to get the kind of price that they want for Caesar and that they believe that they should be able to get for him. So, uh, you know, I guess everybody can use a little bit more growth time. They were talking before the signing about putting Kingery back in AAA for a little more seasoning. That's not going to happen now, but uh, I'm fine with Kingery bouncing around a little bit, getting some field feel out time at short, at third, at second, in the outfield for now. Um, I still am hoping that Caesar has a uh, produces something during the season that he keeps his value and that they'll be able to deal him at some point and you can just get Scotty in there at second base and let him start to settle in. I think it's important uh, to put a player to position, maximize his comfort level, get your starters uh, uh, settled in. And that's the future there. Can at second base. So I'm looking forward to that. That's awesome, man. Uh, again, I'm doing the podcast live here from the Depache Sports Museum. Uh, it's at, located at 765 Haddon Avenue, Collingswood, New Jersey, uh, right downtown in Collingswood. And, you know, a lot of people haven't heard of this place, but if you're a Phillies fan, uh, if you like boxing, they have a, a tremendous 
collection of Joe Frazier and Muhammad Ali um, uh, items. I mean, from robes to uh, boxing shorts to title belts, you name it. And it's all here at the, the Pachi Sports Museum in Haddonfield. Um, it's free to get in. They do ask for a donation. Uh, as you can see, this uh, memorabilia collection is its just one of a kind. It's just something that you're not going to find uh, anywhere within the tri-state area for sure. And I, I would have to say that this is probably one of the best collections in the country outside of the Hall of Fame for a Phillies fan because uh, it just it goes on and on here. Here's a uh, Steve Carlton game-used jersey. Um, here, um, Richie Ashburn, game-used jersey right there. Uh, and just on and on and on, Ferguson Jenkins from 1965. And as you can see, if you can, watching the YouTube version of this show, these are old wool uniforms when, you know, these guys didn't have the uh, armpit breathers set up for them. Uh, they were old school and it probably was hot in those uniforms. But um, yeah, just an amazing collection here. Uh, here's a Shane Ver Victorino glove, uh, Mitch Williams's glove here, the red one. You can see that and uh, some signed balls here, Mike Schmidt, Bo Diaz, just names that you, know, you don't hear every day anymore, of course, with the, you know, when they move on and stuff, but uh, a lot of these names are here at the Depache Sports Museum. So Philly's opening up their 2018 season tomorrow. Uh, a lot of hype and guess what? I, I went out and bought the April game package for only $50. Sounds like a great deal, especially if you can get down there to the ballpark a few times. It's, uh, it's a great deal. Yeah, I, I talked the wife into it. She's going to come down with me for a few games and uh, try to get in on this deal if you haven't gotten it yet. Uh, you get 15 games in the month of April, only $50. It, it runs off of your phone. You have to check in at the ballpark and they give you a seating assignment. So uh, check it out there, the Phillies April Pass. And uh, Matt, we're gonna be interviewing some uh, people within the Phillies organization. Uh, we're gonna have them on the program in the next coming weeks. And I'm, I'm really excited about 2018. Uh, it's a new start for the Phillies. We have a, a good guy in Gabe Kapler. I wish him the best. And I hope a lot of his talk comes through the players with the hustle and the uh, new attitudes that, you know, he sort of exudes. Be bold. Be bold. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I wish I could take off my shirt and I looked like he did, does underneath, but I don't want to scare anybody that's out there. But, uh, uh, you know, he, he, he certainly, you know, brought a new, I would say younger, um, more aggressive, you know, attitude to the clubhouse, to the field. And uh, let's just see if it translates uh, and let's just see if it plays over the course of time. Um, new managers, a lot of times that especially guys that have his style have seemed to have come into teams that I've seen over the years in Major League Baseball have come in and there's been some 
uptick, you know, initially. There's been some positive response, and then they seem to flame out after a couple of years. I, I look back at, he almost reminds me of a guy like Mike Keenan with the Flyers many moons ago. Uh, Dick Vermeil with the Eagles. You know, they fiery kind of guy, you know, um, but then they burn out after a couple of years. So, you know, hopefully his message resounds. He, the players are saying the right things right now. And I think that's going to be, for me, that's going to be the biggest over out of all the keys that we're looking at. I think how Kapler m translates to an on-field and in the dugout game-to-game -game manager and how the players respond to that over the course of a six-month season. Uh, I think that's going to be the biggest story of the 2018 Phillies. Very good. So yeah, the season kicking off uh, in just one more day. Um, hard to believe we've been without baseball for this long. Uh, it's almost about six months a layoff from the final Phillies game. But uh, we're going to have plenty to talk about as the season goes on. And I want to thank the gang here at the Depache Sports Museum in downtown Collingswood. Again, come in. They're on Haddon Avenue. And again, this sports collection here will be all part of a big, big project going on currently across from the link. It's in the Jetro uh, warehouse. It's going to be a marvelous museum that's going to attract people from all over the country. But my advice to you, if you're listening to this podcast or watching it on YouTube, come down to Haddonfield. Um, check their website out, uh, the Pachi Sports Museum. Just put that into Google. Uh, come down and talk to Elliot, and uh, maybe even the doctor's father will be here. Uh, Dr. DePachi, of course, a local cardiologist, has been uh, big in the sports field. Uh, he's been close friends with Joe Frazier and Muhammad Ali and uh, a lot of the sports figures themselves here in the Philadelphia area. So it's a wonderful collection here. Yeah. And Matt, uh, let's close out the show with a little prediction uh, with the Phillies wins. Uh, how do you think they're going to do this year? I think for the first time in a while, I, I haven't been afraid the last couple of years to call them a last place team, uh, even though some people thought that they could overachieve that. But uh, I, for the first time in a while, am... Uh, a little bit positive. I'm feeling a little bit positive about them, and I, I'm going to go for second place. Uh, I, I think it can be a struggle. There's a chance that they could finish. I don't. I don't see them finishing in the last because Miami just has too many problems. Uh, the Mets and Braves and Phillies. There's a, a good reason any prognosticator in the game would have to rank any of those teams two, three, four. So I'm going to be optimistic and hope that we get a lot of good answers. Uh, the, I like the Arietta signing. So I'm going to call it a second place season where we get a lot of these, the answers from the young players that we're hoping for and from Kapler managerially, positive answers. So I'm, I'm going to make it a second place finish. If they fall short of that, if they finish in third or fourth, but it's a kind of a race with those other two teams all year and I'm seeing these young players progress, I'm not going to be overly disappointed i don't expect them to make the playoffs this year again i just want to see uh, progress from these young players and i want to see kapler doing a good job at manager and this is kind of the the start for me you know if we see a, a nice finish we could start really looking forward maybe to a playoff spot 
2019. That's really what I'm looking for. Uh, so second place, as far as wins go, I'd like to see this be a 500 team. So I'm going to be maybe uh, around that. I'd like to see 82 wins, call it a winning team for the first time in five or six years. So let's say an 82 and 80 finish. Uh, that's, uh, I think I'm comfortable settling in there. Yeah, I share your optimism uh, as far as the Phillies. Uh, having a great chance to uh, finish up well in the division. Obviously, the Nationals are the powerhouse. Um, checking at ESPN.com, they do a power rankings uh, before the season starts every year. Uh, for 2018, they see the Phillies coming in at 81 and 81. Uh, their World Series odds are 80 to 1. So, uh, not a terribly safe bet if you're out in Las Vegas. Um, but I, I share your optimism. I think the Phillies are going to turn in 85 wins this season. They're going to be on the upswing. Um, the big, the big thing I think that could change things is you got to remember they're in a tremendous still financial position. So this is the kind of team it's really going to be up to the team. If the team is playing really well into July, you know, if they're hanging around within maybe, you know, four or five games of that wild spot, wild card spot, they can, they can afford to take on a Machado or a, a Harper. If he becomes available if Washington, you know, falters, they can take on a couple of big contracts. So that could change everything. I mean, if, if they can come out, it doesn't even have to be in April. I mean, if they can just get to the point where they're staying in the race legitimately, at the all-star break, you're going to give ownership uh, pause to think. And if they can add a couple of real players that could kickstart a, a drive to a wild card spot, but you know, I'm going to play it safe with my prediction, but uh, it could go another way. I mean, it could go well for them. That's for sure. And uh, ESPN's prediction, they predict them at 16. So they're predicting them to be middle of the pack for 2018. About right. That's very optimistic. Uh, they have the Marlins finishing last in 30th place, and I would absolutely love the Phillies to finish uh, above the top or the bottom five teams as, as they have been finishing the last couple years. So if we can get some success out of them this year, uh, it'll entice people to get back to the ballpark, and uh, there goes the doorbell. So <laughs> that's me. Yeah, I just wanted to say that um, thanks again to the Depache Sports Museum here in Collingswood. They have a couple more items that I want to mention here, and uh, maybe I'll do another show from here as well. But they have a, a $1.5 million bat that is the 60th home run bat for Babe Ruth here. And I have a picture of of that bat with me holding it. And uh, I was a little nervous holding that. And they also have a $6 million uniform that the babe once wore. So uh, check it out. Come on down to Collingswood before they move this collection, um, probably a year, year and a half. Say hello to the staff here. And uh, it's been another great podcast, Matt. Enjoy the season. And uh, we'll talk to you again on the next Phillies Talk podcast. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Yeah, my
Hi, this is Farley. And Mark from Baseball PhD. Thanks for listening to BaseballPodcast.net. Up next, another great episode of Billy's Talk. Hi, this is Gary Matthews. You're listening to Fighting Billy's Talk Podcast. Brewtown Sports is your source for Brewers news and notes. Join Mr. Brewtown as he keeps you up to date on all the happenings of your Milwaukee Brewers and Major League Baseball. Follow the show on Facebook and Twitter, Brewtown Sports. Listen 24-7 at brewtownsports.podomatic.com. Hi, this is Gary Mack of Mets Musing, and you're listening to my good friend Rich Baxter on Phillies Talk, right here on BaseballTalkRadio.com, the home of great baseball talk shows. 